Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. Another edition of Maddie and the Caddy via Skype and phone calls and technology. Caddy, why don't, you, why don't you tell the beautiful patron who we have joining us today from your end? From my end, we have someone with the last name of Woods. <gasps> I know. Let me have that pause right there. Just people go, what? Yep. We have Tiger's niece, Cheyenne Woods, on the podcast. Uh, and she talks about life, which is really cool. And it's very interesting because I don't think a lot of people have ever heard from her and heard her open up, which I think is going to be um, cool for everyone to hear. America's Caddy is going to get to do this introduction. And I am so excited to welcome a really good friend and someone who I've been hoping would come on the podcast for a while because of how cool they are. And I know people are going to freak out, but you might be a little bit surprised when we find out a little bit more about this spectacular woman. Cheyenne, what's joining the podcast? What's happening? What's up? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Anytime. So uh, how are you holding up during this time of lockdown? And have you been getting any practice in yourself? So I am surviving. I'm healthy. I'm laying low. Um, you know, I've been out the last week or so practicing just a little bit, working on a few things, trying not to get too rusty. But most importantly, just trying to stay, stay safe and, you know, do all the right things and keep myself busy, find some new hobbies, maybe. So, Shane, I just I had um, Brooks Kapka with Sports Center earlier today, and we'll hear that coming up in just a bit. And he was saying you know, as golfers, you have to find a way to kind of get creative with your workouts if you're not going to be outdoors. And and I'm curious from your perspective, how have you gotten creative with trying to find a way not to um, get stir crazy indoors and stay in shape and stay active? So it's definitely tough with everything going on. Like my gym is closed for another month or so. Um, So my trainer sent me a workout that I can do at home where we're using essentially the same movements but obviously no weights I don't have weights at my house but something to keep my body still working and progressing and so I don't get too stagnant just being at home but doing stuff like that around the house I love to run so I try to run almost every day and I guess that's really it there's only so much you can really do at home but I think doing anything just trying to keep your body where it needs to be is most important yeah because you hit on it there because like it's so easy just to sit on the couch and watch netflix do you have to give yourself like a pep talk to to get up to get up and and get at it yeah it is yeah you definitely have to stay regimented and give yourself some type of goal i guess throughout the day of getting stuff done because it is easy you know people aren't really going to work people are can't really leave the house so there's a lot of shows on netflix that are fun to watch but um you know i try to keep myself busy and not get too comfortable on the couch i just finished watching tiger king last night hey. Oh, hey. oh i just saw that i keep seeing the preview for that is it good yes it is cr- yes it's <laughs> awesome but let me put it this way when you finish watching it make sure you leave time to watch a couple of disney movies afterwards <laughs> Because oh, <laughs> it is human beings in, in some areas can are disturbing. 
to know. Oh wow! Okay. That it re- so yeah, I it's awesome. Prepare for that one. Yes, it is awesome, okay. but right. it's I'm amazing. Check that out. Yeah, it's amazing to think like how mentally sometimes real life people are even more crazy than in movies or TV shows that are made up. So it's you'll love it. What's on? What wow. are you watching now? What's yeah. on your What's on your watch list now? What have I been watching? So I'm always watching The Office. That's like my go-to no matter what. So I'll watch reruns of that nonstop. Outside of that, any new show? I feel like I've, honestly, I've watched a lot. Like I watched The Whole Love is Blind. That was my, that was my show for a minute. <laughs> um, and I love all the crime docs and all that. So I'm trying to keep up with those. Narcos, what all that good stuff. Okay, so yeah, I, this is stuff. I have. Oh, and I'm sure everybody and their cousin is curious about this as well. What in the hell made you decide to become a golfer with the uncle that you had? <laughs> like, what made you go? Hey, and you I'm know what I'm going to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Like, yeah, I guess looking back. Because I've, I've talked to multiple people. They're like, man, if that was, you know, if that was my last name or if that was my situation, I definitely would not get into golf. Um, but for me, like growing up, I grew up watching Tiger on TV. I grew up seeing it as such a cool thing to do and listening to stories from my grandpa. And for me, it was just the coolest thing ever. And nobody in my area really played. It wasn't popular. And to me, it was something that kind of made me different. It was fun and you know, at a young age, six, seven years old, it's so cool to watch somebody you know on TV. So I think that's kind of what sparked my interest. And, you know, I caught on pretty quick. I got pretty good and competitive. So I just, I never looked back after that. I just never saw anything else in the future other than golf. Like that was just, that was it. What's the best advice when you were coming up and knew that you wanted to play the game? What was the best advice you got from I love calling him this, your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> My uncle. So for me, I, Tiger always just encouraged me to have fun with the game, especially at a young age. Like, it's so easy to get caught up and um, get a little bit too serious with things. But if you can just have fun with it and have that mentality of always wanting to win and play your best and go out there and dominate, um, you know, just having that mentality was, was important. So for me, that was the biggest thing he always encouraged. And, and two, I just learned most of my stuff from Tiger just from observing. Um, you know, the few times I've been able to see him practice or work out and train and watching him on TV and just kind of understanding what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, that's kind of where I've learned the most, seeing what it truly takes to get to where he's at. How much different would your life be if your name was Cheyenne Williams? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I don't even know. I've wondered that sometimes. <laughs> it would be pretty different. It would definitely be different. I know I would still be playing golf uh, in some way, you know, if I just happen to have a different last name, but still connection to golf. Um, but, you know, in playing professionally, especially, I get a lot, uh, a lot more attention, which is different um, than most. And I'm just so used to it now. I can't even imagine if it was, anything different so i don't know that might be strange no not at all that's that's it's hard for people to anyone the life that you're in to try and imagine what it would be like outside is almost impossible it'd be a weird thing to do the one thing that the one thing that you know we talked about and laughed about too was that people don't understand when you get into golf as a profession 
especially for you, when you have this last name, people just assume, well, she's given everything. Like she, she don't have to do nothing. All she got to mm-hmm. do is, is show up. And that's yeah. not like that at all. Man, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> I wish it was that easy, but it's not. <laughs> Golf is a game where everything you do is earned. Like, no matter what you look like, who you are, you're not going to have it handed to you. And so for me, obviously, like growing up junior golf, collegiately, you know, a name might get you a little bit more recognition. But at the end of the day, you still have to get the ball in the hole and you have to perform. And, you know, I, was, I prided myself a lot on earning a scholarship at Wake Forest. Um, I was All-American. I broke the scoring record. You know, I had my own success. And then, obviously, to go on and earn my LPGA Tour card, that's not something that is ever given to you, no matter, you know, what your last name is or who you're related to. Um, So golf is is very demanding. And um, for me, you know, I'm definitely proud of myself for what I've been able to accomplish regardless of, you know, the situation. That's one of the things that I tell people all the time. One of the reasons that I like you so much, you know, that we get along so much as friends is because even though people have these assumptions of you, you are very much a realist. And and I guess the question I would ask you would be, why do you think people assume that, well, Tiger's your uncle. So, you know, she must be crazy rich herself and got all the hookups. Why do you think people <laughs> assume that? Um, I think just the people, people's idea of what celebrity is and their idea of any connection to a celebrity that they automatically have that life as well. And, um, you know, yes, Tiger is my uncle and we communicate and we talk here and there, but I don't live with him. Um, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't practice with him. Um, and so, the assumption definitely is something that I'm used to and I understand, but you know, for me, I kind of just had to separate that and just understand that I have, I have my own life and I have my own plan of how I'm going to get things done. But I think it is tough for people to, to understand that it's not always what it seems. Is he better at birthday presents or Christmas presents? Tiger? Yeah. Um, Neither. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't sound like he's good at either. Yeah, we should have that. Have this clip go viral. <laughs> <laughs> no. Look, he ain't never sent me nothing for my birthday, so that's. Yeah, but what? you're not family. Right. She's family. <laughs> you're, you're a dope. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Maddie tried to oh, set you man. up for that on hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> when, you, when you look at, like, you, the thing that I love about you, Cheyenne, is you just watch through it, like, the grind. Sometimes people don't respect the grind enough to get to where you are in your life, in your career. What about your grind do you want people to understand of how you got to where you are as a professional? You're right. I don't think people do truly understand behind the scenes of how difficult it is to get to that level of play, whether it's PGA, LPGA, or even European Tour, whatever the case is. But I think the biggest thing is um, it is hard. It's competitive. You know, you're traveling. And on the women's side, you're not necessarily making as much money. And, you know, I played college. I played a year and a half in Europe. I played Symmetra Tour. And then I played LPGA. And um, every single level, level you're at, you're facing different challenges. And uh, for me, it was just finding that foundation of believing in yourself. And so no matter what your 
situation you're in or what stage you're at, just believing in the, the process and your capabilities and just kind of pushing through because golf, golf is such a roller coaster. You know, no matter what level you're on, whether you're PJ Tour, you could hit a slump real quick and lose your card and be humble just like that. And um, so just kind of persevering and getting through all of that and understanding that the purpose of what you're doing and that you're loving it. And that's it because a lot of times – I mean, in a TV side, just coming up through through local TV, now working at ESPN, people always look at the finished product, right? They say, oh, she's this or, oh, he's there. And you don't really get to take into account what it took to actually get to that point in your life. The one thing that you and I have in common, I'm from Scottsdale, Arizona, born and raised. I know you're from the Phoenix area. Can you please help me miss home a little bit? Just tell me what's been going on in Arizona for the past few months. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, first of all, as we kind of said earlier, the golf courses are open. So, go out, play golf. It's 75 degrees oh. outside. We had a little bit of rain in the last few weeks. So the mountains are green. The flowers are blooming. Um, honestly, this is the perfect time to be in Phoenix. So, you are definitely missing out. Hey, can you explain to people? Because I people look at me weird when I tell them this, that when it rains in the desert, there's a smell to rain in the desert yeah. that is unlike anywhere else. <laughs> That's so funny because, yeah, growing up, you always you go outside and you're like, man, it smells like rain um, because it is. It's like, I don't know, maybe it's the desert, like the dirt or the plants or whatever, but when it rains, it does have a very distinct smell, and it's just so refreshing. Like, I go hiking all the time, oh. um, and so to be able to go out and just that peacefulness of just nature and fresh air and quiet, it's just it's the best. Yeah, New Orleans has a smell when it rains too. So I don't, I'm not trying to hear none of that. <laughs> a little different though. Maybe a little, a little different. <laughs> just, just a sense. Hey, what's your favorite place in the world that you've been to? Um, okay. So that's a good question. I would say I love South Africa. That was oh. probably one of my absolute favorites. I played in Johannesburg and Durban. Um, on the European tour, and uh, I just I love the people, I love the golf courses, I love the culture, the music, just everything about it was just so different, but just so fun when I was there. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, give me that one bucket list place, now, and it has nothing to do with golf. Ooh. I'm talking about you got oh, one spot that you easy. have to where to. Uh, I'm definitely number one on my bucket list is to go to Egypt. I don't know why, but I'm just so, I just think it's such an interesting place. There's so much history and um, I would love to go and just see the pyramids and just explore. I love doing stuff that's like adventurous and I think it would just be, it would be interesting to go. So you have a podcast as well and I want you to tell everybody about your podcast because it's a little bit different. It's not, it's not what I would say is a, is the norm for podcasts so can you tell people a little bit about the podcast because i love it and it's not it's a short one too yeah it is so we started uh this podcast is birdies not bs we started last year we had one full season um and the whole idea of it was 10 minute episodes so it's easy to digest for people who are either beginners um have been playing the sport or are professionals uh we talk about everyday stuff. We talk about technical stuff, basic questions that people want to know about the professional side, the instructional side, the lifestyle side, and also just the place that, you know, my co-host Doug and I, we can vent about like 
what annoys you on the golf course? That's something we can all relate to, relate about. Um, we're just starting back with season two. Uh, episodes will be a little bit longer, and we're going to have a lot of special guest interviews. Um, so it's been really fun. You know, something different for me off of the golf course to uh, get my mind off of that side of it and just give some fun content for people who also enjoy the sport. The one thing I got to ask, too, is it has to be difficult for you because you do carry the Woods name. And there are people that put Mm -hmm. even not fair expectations on top of you. So was it difficult for you to put yourself out to go, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm just going to be me and whatever happens, be damned. Like, how hard was that? Mm hmm. It was hard. Yeah, it was definitely difficult. And I would say it wasn't until like the last three years that I was truly comfortable in doing that. Um, Because for so long, having the last name of Woods, I was very guarded. And um, I didn't let people see my true side because I was protecting it of what people might assume or what they might think. But, you know, in the last few years, I realized it doesn't really matter. Um, You know, my identity is not that. My identity is what I make it. Um, and so it's best just to be your authentic self and to be you and people are going to think what they think regardless. So you might as well love what you're doing. And, um, so that's kind of the mindset that I have taken. Um, people are going to, like we said, always assume because of last name of Woods. So I can't really change that. And that's not my job to change that. Um, so I'm just going to do what I do regardless. I love it. Live you, do you. And now that you kind of open that up a little bit, let's have some fun with this. You talked about you and old Dougie Fresh okay. of what annoys you on the golf course. Let's 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 unpack that a minute. Give me one of your top Uh-oh. things that annoys you on a golf course. Oh, slow play for sure. Um, I can't. I'm I'm somewhat of a fast player. Um, I can't stand somebody that is out there either taking all day over their shot or looking for balls all day. Um, I like to keep it moving and just get in and out. I love the game, but I'm not trying to be out there all day. All right. So that's perfect. Cause do you think like, I think standing over a shot for too long, absolutely cripples the mind. Shouldn't you just get up, do your pre-shot routine quickly and hit it? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, that's why routines are so important because it keeps you in the flow of, um, what your mind and your body are doing. And, uh, you know, my caddy will notice if I take two or three seconds longer over a shot, he can tell I was uncomfortable. It's a sign that you're not really confident in what you're doing. So, yeah, it's important just to keep your body moving, keep your mind moving, and not just get stagnant over the ball because that's when you get too stiff and you're overthinking stuff. There's already too much to think about on the golf course. Just keep it simple. And I can't imagine for you being a fast player, because let's be honest, the LPGA Tour can be glacial when it comes to go right like okay, you laugh because you know it's true well. right don't just say <laughs> yes no you're right though and whether you're watching it or playing it it is hard and so i've you know i've come up with some tools of ways to distract myself whether it's talking to my caddy about some random some random stuff or you know i'm looking at people watching i'm people watching or i'm looking at the trees or i'm singing a song in my head um if i'm playing with a especially slow player i can't watch them so anytime they're over the ball i just distract myself and look somewhere else why don't you scream like hurry the hell up (laughs) i should do that i might try that whenever we start playing i might 
You might no. see me out there. <laughs> Here's what you do. Just start singing it. No. Oh, I wish you would play faster. I wish you would play faster. Yeah. Are you okay. are you aware okay. that I might have to do that? <laughs> your, your co-host dog witnessed a Maddie and Caddy match play of which I blew a three shot lead with two holes to play. Has he told you that story? Yikes. I have not heard that story. That sounds brutal. No, what it's happened? not brutal. Hey, you know what? There are some people that have winning in their blood and with crunch time they can <laughs> they can play to the best of their ability they and there are those who fall. Yeah, you know what I mean? There are openers right. and there are closers. I'm a closer. <laughs> so Okay, <laughs> I see. Okay. Here's a here's an argument. All right, I want you on my team. I got me and you, of course. Yeah, me and you. It and next right. next time we come out there, it can be you and me against Maddie and Doug. So okay. that's, that's oh, let's we'll roll. Let's then, light that one up. All right, here's here's another argument I need you to jump in on. And this is straight up argument. We asked okay. we asked Tony Fina last week, and, and I'm not gonna tell you what his answer is, but I'm going to ask you. So let's say for you, we're going to put it on an LPGA major championship. All right. Let's say the women's U.S. Open. Yeah. Here's and here's your choice. You can either you can either play it with no fans whatsoever. Or not play it at all. What? Yeah. Um, you you I told me. Totally, hold on. Let her, hold on, let her no, no, no. answer this I'm one first. I'm not sure that was asked fairly. Okay, well. All right. Here was the no impetus way. of the argument. You just. Okay, okay. here was the impetus of the argument. It was All either right. play the Masters with patrons or don't play it at all. Which would you side with? I would play it with no patrons or no Thank fans. Thank you. Damn. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like if you don't play at all, it's a lose lose either way. But you might as well go compete. You see why she didn't go <laughs> to school in Arizona? She went to Wake Forest because that's where smart people <laughs> went to school. That's why Wake Forest education. Yeah, that's also where Curtis Strange went. So, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but see, Maddie says Maddie's argument is Maddie and Finau. Maddie, yeah, I know. Tony Finau was on Maddie's side, and and the argument okay. is Maddie's argument, not Tony's, but Maddie's argument is that the crowd matters. And my argument is yeah. that every professional golfer started by playing in front of no one, so the pressure is yeah. the same regardless. It's cool that there are fans there, but the pressure is the same. Right. I mean, obviously the crowd adds to the atmosphere and the environment of noises and just applause and getting, you know, your adrenaline going. But at the end of the day, you know, the pressure more so comes from the situation, not the people watching. And like you said, we grew up playing in front of nobody. Like that's kind of the core of where we all came from. And yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Obviously it's different, but I would much rather play with no fans than to just sit at home. Thank you. I'm getting <laughs> Maddie right now. We're on we're on FaceTime on Skype, and he just told me I'm number one. Think, at least I think he was showing I was number one. I'm pretty sure. Because I feel like I was right oh, during man. that. I feel like I was right. What was what's the one yeah. issue in golf that gets you the most passionate? Where you start 
going, you know, out of the, get you riled up and makes you want to argue and scream other than slow play. <laughs> other than slow play. Um, I always love advocating for equality on the golf course, whether it be diversity within the sport or men and women, um, you know, going out there and playing and, you know, being a female athlete, it's so nice to see the rise and obviously the LPJ tour and other sports as well. But to see, you know, growing up, the LPJ tour wasn't in a place where it is today. And we're really lucky to be able to have, you know, Mike Juan leading us and giving us these opportunities to play every year um, and raising the level of our tour. Um, so I'm always trying to advocate for, you know, women in sport and just kind of getting the word out there that there's a lot of talented girls out there um, and they deserve the respect that the men receive as well. Cheyenne, you know why I love that you said that? Because every single person that I play golf with, you would beat by quadruple digit strokes. <laughs> like, I don't think. Thank it, you. I, 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 no, I'm serious. <laughs> I don't think it should matter. Matter what, like you guys p- play world-class golf and it's time that people respect and understand how great you guys are for the game. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's nice to hear that. Cause you know, women in sport especially get downplayed quite a bit, but especially in a, a game like golf where there is a lot of skill and finesse and feel. Yeah, we might, we might not hit it 350 yards, but we're still playing a really solid game um, at our distances that, you know, they say a lot of times our long irons, mid irons are better than the men. Um, so it's just a different game, but it's still the same level of play. And that's the, the irony is that... M- Ninety percent, I would even more than that. Ninety-eight percent of golfers in the world cannot do what the men on the PGA Tour can do. That's right. But they can right. at least try to mimic what y'all can do. Like hitting a two hundred and fifty-yard drive is at least a possibility. The but you know everybody right. has egos that they don't want to give up. The one thing. That you did mention that that I also wanted to bring up because I I love the fact that you and Doug don't shy away from it either, but I I would love to get everyone who listens to our podcast to to understand it as well. When you talk about diversity in the game and and women playing the game of golf, you want to talk about a small group of people, but you as an African American <laughs> woman playing the sport of golf, what's it like for you to look around? And see how many more people that look like you playing golf, not only just on the LPGA tour, but worldwide. And how do you change that? Yeah, growing up, you know, there weren't a lot of black people playing golf, whether on TV or off TV. You know, you knew Tiger Woods. Um, That was it. And, um, so now that I am at the professional level, obviously it's improved, you know, they're trying to grow the game. Um, but there still is room for improvement in terms of diversity and just getting access to, to minorities in, in golf. Cause I know whether you want to play professionally or not, I just know the opportunities that golf has opened for me, how fun it is, the people that you meet, the networking opportunities. Um, and so I think it's just nice to at least broaden broaden that to everybody outside of the typical golf community of yeah so for me it is definitely important to try to embrace that and be I guess not a role model but at least be represented in that way and um 
it's always interesting for me to go out to tournaments and see little black girls out there watching me. And they're only watching me because I have curly hair like them. You know, it's little stuff like that that people can relate to. And um, they grow love for the sport simply because they see somebody that looks like them or see somebody that they can relate to. And they have that connection and that bond immediately without even meeting them. Mm. So true and so good. Everybody, again, tell everybody the name of the podcast. Yes. So it's Birdies Not BS. Um, it's on all podcast platforms, listening platforms, um, Instagram and Twitter. We also take listener questions. Uh, so you could, you know, message us, send us a little DM and we'll read your question and answer. And we got some fun episodes coming up. Uh, we just interviewed George Lopez yesterday, actually. So a lot of fun things coming up. So stay tuned. George is our boy. I can't thank you enough for coming on and hanging out with us for a little bit. It's what a blast. I can't wait to see you again. You know, I love you. I know I miss you. We got to go play for sure. As soon as these golf courses open back up. <laughs> I'm telling you, as soon as Maddie and I can get out there, yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah, that would be awesome. Say hi love to Arizona for me. Don't hug a cactus. That's dangerous. But I do, uh, I do love hearing, hearing your story and your ascent. And thank you so much, Cheyenne. It's been really, really good getting to know you and, and talk with you on the podcast. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I love it. All right, Ty, that was awesome. I, Cheyenne, just, she's got a good way about her and phenomenal stories talking to her. So that, that's, mm. that's Caddy's end of the, the program. Hey, Maddie, what are you, yeah. what are you always bugging me about? About, hey, man, um, so you talk to so and so when you get them on the podcast, you talk to so and so. And what did you do today? Well, I texted Kepka on Sunday and said, hey, look, that, you know, Things are not going on in the sports world. I need a solid. Can you come on Sports Center? Oh, oh, no, oh, oh, no, and then that wait. was better because I was like, because I know you're not doing anything, right? And he's when's like, he yeah, coming I, on. When's he coming on the podcast? Well, right now, because what we're gonna do is we've clipped off the interview from Sports Center, <laughs> and we are that's oh, called, we're running in comedy. Into- we call that a hack. That's a hack <laughs> move. That is a hack. <laughs> Move. I don't Look, ever want to hear nothing hey, about, hey, when they're coming on the podcast. Let me tell you, I got <laughs> kept a text message and then was like, yo, come on Sports Center for seven minutes. Okay. All right. Okay. Let me tell you something. First of all, Caddy's oh, bitter because when he's on Sports Center, he only gets two minutes. If second of all, second of all, I gotta make sure I keep getting those weekly checks from Sports Center. So that's why I was like, hey, Brooks. Do Maddie is solid. Here we were from earlier on Wednesday on the Noon Sports Center. So the question is, what exactly are PGA golfers doing during the home isolation? Who better to walk us through the day in the life of the new normal of a golfer than four-time major champion Brooks Kepka? And Brooks, I'll start here. What was your reaction to the Masters and PGA Championship tournament, the one that you've won back-to-back being postponed? Yeah, I don't think anybody was surprised. I mean, it's, um, you know, this pandemic is crazy right now. I don't think anybody um, knows what's really going on. So it's it's quite difficult uh, to play Augusta, uh, to know what's going to happen in the future. But I think everybody made the right call. All right. So you've also donated 100000 to a COVID-19 response fund. What can you tell us more about that? Yeah, I donated through my foundation to the Palm Beach County um, and Martin County Foundation uh, Community Fund. So hopefully, uh, you know, this money is going to help everybody in Palm Beach County and Martin County to be able to, uh, with everything going on right now, uh, help with food, um, help people that uh, get supplies, everything they need um, through this. And, you know, hopefully it's, uh, 
it, it helps our community. That's what uh, everybody needs to do right now is kind of rally behind everybody and, and hopefully show support. All right, we've seen so many athletes giving back. You're one of them, but you're used to being outdoors and in a golf course and playing golf. I, I just want to know, Brooks, how have you been spending your time? It's man, I feel like I've done this. I was injured for the last basically four months, so I feel like I've already done this. I feel like I'm I'm an expert at it right now, just staying at the house, trying to work out at the house. I played golf a couple times, trying to find some, some something to do, get out of the house for a little bit, and. You know, you can go hit balls for a little bit. Um, you know, I've gone up there with Claude, but it's uh, it's crazy right now. Um, you know, golf courses are basically going to shut down here, so we're we're kind of glued to glued to the house doing what we're supposed to do. All right, so we just showed a picture of you a second ago doing doing push ups uh, by the pool. Uh, Justin Thomas had fun with that, saying, "May I didn't graduate from college, but that that looks outdoors." Uh, what what are we doing to stay in Brooks Kepka shape? Push ups, jump rope, indoor stuff. How how are you staying in golf shape? Trying to do everything. Uh, Derek Samuel, my trainer, uh, Ryan Flaherty, uh, my trainers, they've been texting me every day trying to figure out some good workouts and trying to stay, trying to stay fit. Uh, it's, it's hard. You know, you only got so much of your house, uh, so many weights, so many bands, everything. So it's, you're just trying to find, uh, different ways, you know, doing some pool workouts. Um, just trying to, trying to stay in shape. Feel like I was getting there. Um, and then now it's, I guess it's a good time to really, you know, kind of focus in and make sure, um, get the body right. Try not to put on that freshman 15 again, just hanging out and, and doing nothing indoors. Now, what, what people don't know that they should about Brooks Kepka, he's a TV show savant, loves good television shows. So what yes. I'm going to have you do, I'm going to have you be kind of a TV critic here and help us at home of what TV shows you're watching that we should be watching. Ooh. I mean, I, I've caught up on everything. Uh, some 90 Day Fiance. Yes. Oh, I, know you, I know you're yes. I know we've talked about that. I'm big enough. I've caught up. Um, man, I, well, I, I'm bad in some reality TV, some Siesta Key, uh, Vanderpump. I mean, reality TV is my go-to, so I'm, I'm caught up on everything. So Vanderpump Rules, I heard you, so you're caught up on Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, I'm caught up on everything, man. It's, it's actually getting quite difficult now to find something new. Uh, the Netflix, the, was it the Lion, the Lion thing? I just Tiger watched that last King. night. Yeah, the Tiger King, yeah. So just finished that last night. Man, I don't know. I need something new. Any recommendations? Well, you know, we had talked about that. Narcos, I'm always in for Narcos. The Outsider on HBO, also a really good one if you haven't caught up on that. Have you watched either of those? No, I haven't. I just I actually finished up Power the other day, so I don't know. I, I got to find some new stuff, man. It's it's getting quite boring here. Now, now we were we were talking the other day as we, we see your SB hanging out behind you that you were, you were watching the Ocho, right? Yeah, I mean... I, there's no sports on. So once the Ocho comes on, um, you know, I was, I was glued. I mean, I was watching marble racing and then what was the thing like <laughs> belly flop? Everybody's doing like the belly flop and then they tuck kind of right at the end. Um, yeah, I mean, it gave us some excitement, uh, some sports that you don't, uh, I guess get to watch. All right. So take me like, let's, let's, if there was going to be an event on the Ocho, like you against some of your golfing buddies, give me the event from the Ocho that you would 100% win without hesitation. Win? Uh, I know I wouldn't win that dive, that like belly flop diving competition. I know that. Um, what would I win? Um, cornhole? That seems like right out of your Yeah, cor- I'll tell you what. I'm a pretty good cornhole player. Uh, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I like cornhole, so I can get down on that. Some of your <laughs> some of your buddies, you guys were talking about how uh, you were trying to have some fun, play golf outside. We saw this left-handed swing thing going on between you and Ricky and JT. 
Like how, like what could you realistically shoot playing left-handed? <laughs> so yeah, it's quite funny. Obviously, saw uh, JT and Rick. They went out and played left-handed the day before, and uh, I was up there with Claude, just kind of working on some things. And I, I've always had better speed rotationally left-handed um, than I do right-handed. And so we went for it, and hit some hit some good shots, but they didn't show. We went and played the part three right after that, and uh, it didn't it didn't work out too well. <laughs> those little those little touch shots uh, they aren't very good. We need some work on that. Yeah, nine times out of ten, people watch you swing left-handed. They're like, I hate him. I can't even swing good right-handed. He's on his opposite hand, still looking good. Um, finally, Brooks, before we get you out of here, I, I want you to evaluate some trick shots. People think that just because they're at home, they're just going to play golf indoors. Okay, so the first one I'm going to show you is Steph Curry's trick shot what do you make of steph curry's skill going off the rug into the cup yeah that was pretty good i saw that i mean we had nothing else to do other than be on instagram pretty much all day every day so i've seen that it was pretty good i was impressed i mean he's look at his excitement he right it's the it's the best thing he's done in his hiatus i know yeah he's just coming back too so his golf game should be on point when he's done with this May I recommend an indoor putting contest near a vending machine? We've got this kid here blowing out the candle. Did you see this kid? Oh, I haven't seen that. Wow. I'll tell you what. That's pretty good right there. I gotta watch out in like 15 years. The kid's gonna come at me. Is that That's impressive though. He's gotta watch out for that ball because keep doing that. I was just gonna say. That's parents being impressed. And then of course the greatest indoor competition of all time. Yes, it was. I mean, I was going to win the thing until you picked that up and ruined it, but gave all the win. So <laughs> yeah. it works. <laughs> and we, we do want to compliment you, Brooks. We, we appreciate you making some time for us. But you have by far the clearest FaceTime Period. connection in the history of FaceTime Period. at the Sports Center. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. I guess you got to get a phone. But, uh, yeah, it works. Hey, stay indoors, stay healthy. Thanks for making time, and we look uh, look forward to seeing you on the golf course soon. Yeah, you too. Have a good one, guys. All right, thanks, Brooks. Caddy, my favorite part about that is you and I talk about this all the time, and we'll dive into it here for a second. More people hit me up after that interview because they're like, Brooks needs to open up more because he's such a likable guy. When he started talking about reality TV show and Vanderpump rules and all of that, people were stunned at how much he's crazy. Yes. Yes smiling and laughing it's like we say it all the time on this show he's a good dude yes people do not well that's the thing how many people honestly like talking about work right no one likes to talk about work so if you talk to brooks kepka and it's not work related guess what you're probably gonna walk away and be like man this dude is funny and fun and cool like i i want to go have a beer with him and watch some stuff that doesn't got nothing to do with golf. It's probably going to be a good time. And I'll post I, I'll post the IGTV. I'll, I'll post I'm at, at Maddie and Cat, A-M-A-T-T-Y, the word and C-A-D-D-I-E. I'll post it on there. But his face, when we were talking about his left-handed swing, I was like, you know, you heard it in the interview. And I was like, Brooks, what would you honestly shoot as a left-hander? And he just started dying laughing because these guys like having fun other than what they're actually really good at and get paid to do. Hey, is it just me? Or have you noticed now on social media, since everybody's stuck at home, that golfers are doing everything but golfing? So, Honorbon Lahiri is now starting a cooking thing on Twitter. Um, Josh Teeter and Mark Wilson are playing virtual horse against one another. Yeah. And they're calling it COVID. 
And yet, who's the guys that are out there doing golf stuff? Mike Trout, Steph Curry. Like, you keep, you name on it. Everyone but golfers in the sports world are coming up to play and are finding ways to play golf in their house. And golfers are doing everything but golf. Right. Kepka's caught up on Vanderpump rules. So that's where he's at. (laughs) (laughs) So we will continue to enlighten you weekly here as we are in a different world right now. Uh, But we love doing these. We love having the golfers come on. We've got a couple of people that have reached out that hopefully we'll have on next week. Also, I don't know if they're currently still a sponsor. And if not, they're going to get a free plug here. I finally got my Theragun. Me too. And it is is amazing. Oh, my gosh. It is. I may not leave the house, even though I'm not supposed to. I know. Well, here's the thing. I started exercising. And two days... Two days after I started exercising, the Theragun showed up, and I can honestly say now my exercising has gotten better the next day because I can use the Theragun. I'm not. I'm not kidding, man. It is. It, again, they 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 have been a sponsor, so I will. We it's fine giving them this. Yeah, I will tell you. Go like if you have the resources, buy one. Yes. because. I sit there. I was on the phone with my wife the other night asking. I'm like, you hear this? And I'm like, oh my god! What? And she's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, Theragun, amazing. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's yeah. I'm not gonna lie, it's awesome, and it's better to you. It stunk for you because you were by yourself, but like for me, I'll do the little the the slow setting yeah. on the kids. Yeah. And then I'll put it on high and let them go do my back for me, which then they think it's fun because all I have to do is make the noise and <laughs> it's entertaining for them. But for me, it's therapeutic. So win-win. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So there you go, Theragun. There you, know you go. What? There's two products that we can honestly say that were sent to us and that we can verify works. Blowfish. Blowfish for sure. Blowfish, that when they sent that and said, it, try it, and if it doesn't work, you can talk smack about us. Yo, it works, and I've been telling everybody, and now Theragun. So two for two. There you go. So, so if you somebody own- wants to ship me one of them back extenders, cool. <laughs> so Seriously, we, wheels up. If you want to toss a couple <laughs> jets our way, we'll tell, you, we'll tell you exactly how good they are. All right, for the cat. For the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt Barry. We'll catch you next week on Maddie and the Caddy. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.